everybody say it mean Who's that out there living the dream? Let's blow in the bean Who's that still smoking all that green? Let's blow in the bean Come on y'all, let me hear you scream Let's blow in the bean Let's blow in the bean Let's blow in the bean Go Here we are with the lap B All you can eat special We're giving it to you If you can handle it you're definitely going to subscribe. You're going to like wherever you can. But there's so much in the fight world going on right now. We're definitely just have a bunch of stuff bouncing off of our heads. And we feel like we get we can fill in a couple spots. There's been some changes on the 220 card. But either way, the MMA world is thick right now. And we're able to get the content out there to you. So how what has changed since the last time we ended up talking? Uh, yeah, We little... ended up having some DraftKings lines drop. We ended up having... Fighters missing weight over the weekend as well. Um, little lappy jambalaya. A little lappy all over the place. A little bonus. It's not. A, we don't want to call it a bonus show. What is this? This is a little. It's a kind of a recap. We haven't done that recap. Yeah, we didn't get to give you the lines of the DraftKings. We could fly through those at some point. I guess a little's happened in the MMA verse. Did we talk about Connor getting stripped? Finally? No, that just happened. That's what I'm saying. That's why we're giving this. Extra, extra. Um, this could be called. Hmm. I know. All I, I can just think of El Kakui. It could be Lat B Kakui. <laughs> <laughs> Lat B Kakui. This is an extra a, a daydream, a little a little nightmare. <laughs> to get the last little bit in there before the weekend comes up. I feel, I'm, I don't know why I'm so excited for this show. 220 is just really has heavyweights highlighting the night and the fight feels like it's the true hype. Is it white versus black? Is that why I'm so excited? Oh my gosh, I haven't even thought about that. We got Stipe, the great white hype. We got Francis Naganu. I, I haven't even thought about that. I, Good for you. Honestly, Good yeah. Good for you. I haven't even thought about that. I just, for me, I put myself in both their shoes, and it touches my heart, Stipe. He's a firefighter. He's, like, this all-American guy. <clears throat> um, I like the way the firefighters showed up in the Embedded and gave him the sweatshirt. There's this brotherhood among firefighters where they do all do that to each other. I see it all over. They take care of their own. Um, and it's beautiful. I like that kind of thing. And... Um, so that's touching. And then there's Francis, who who I just look at the clothes. he He's such a gentleman. And I look at the clothes he wears and how nice he dresses. He looks like he just smells good everywhere. And he's probably very smooth. He looks smooth and shaven and hard. He's just statuesque. Is it getting hot in here? I or know. is it just me? It, so I really, and he's living the dream. He's living the dream, everything. So both their stories are very romantic on how they got to the place that they're at. And it makes me, one of them has to lose. That's Agreed. the sad part. That's, that is the sad part, but that's also the fun part because either fighter has the capability of winning. And people that are counting out Stipe, even though he's the current champion, which it's rare when you have the new first-time contender, Francis has never been under those bright lights. The, as bright as they can get. He's never headlined a pay-per-view. Um, he's been meeting the challenge up until now. I had him the whole way other than two of his fights, and he's proved me wrong multiple times, but uh, Stipe's not a walkthrough. Stipe is not a walkthrough fight, and 
evil twin is so all over Naganu, he's got a little bit running off of his cheek. That snake bit him, and it did not let go. And you know the snake I'm talking about. <laughs> he is all over Naganu saying he has the fastest hands ever by getting the fastest, also highest punch percentage. That little trouser, con- that trouser conda? You talk about that trouser conda? Is that the snake you're talking about? Yeah. Uh, I, yeah, I... Les La- Dog must have seen the snake in the I've front never, yard. ever, ever bet against Francis, and I'm never going to. I do not see... He's something special. It's something different. It, his people were built for fighting. His people? His people. <laughs> Wherever he... he Doesn't he look like a specimen? Like, his whole body. Guys oh, usually aren't that big and built like him. I totally agree. He it's looks like he's muscular everywhere. He doesn't have, like, skinny legs. He doesn't have... He looks, like, very well proportioned everywhere. Huge. Huge. The size of his hands. He makes Stipe look small. Yes. Multiple times. And he just seems like a very kind, gentle giant. Except he almost knocked the grown man's head off. I I don't know how gentle that is, but he almost ripped the man's head off of his shoulders in the ring and then hit him one time while he was asleep on the ground. And everyone's like, "Ah, okay. If I were making my post-apocalyptic movie and I I would have him play the... He wouldn't speak at all during the whole film except he'd be like the Hodor of my movie. (laughs) (laughs) He'd have one word. You'd say Naganu. I don't know. I don't know what his word would be. Maybe nothing at all. Just stoic. Yeah, just stoic. And until you need it at the end. The right words. The proper words. He would be like, come here, child. I have to say something to you. What do you think of Francis and Daniel Cormier's banter? They look kind of funny together. They They were cracking me up. I agree. It's pretty funny. And actually, again, this is why I give Stipe so much clout is because when I was seeing that and I was like, ooh, I'd like to see that heavyweight Naganu Cormier. It's it's Stipe. Cormier and Stipe are closer, but I'd say Cormier is a much better wrestler and uses his wrestling even more so than Stipe does, which is one of the few hesitations I have. But what Does everyone remember that Francis has gotten taken down? And gotten back up. Yeah. Yeah, by good, but the level of... By bigger heavyweights. Yeah, but Stipe's also got D1 and Cormier's next level with Olympic credentials in there. Yeah, all those matches that Stipe's won with his wrestling. That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. (laughs) It's a little bit iffy, um... But you know Stipe's not going to quit in there. He's not going to get run over. Or is he? Like He got knocked out on his feet as far as I'm concerned. Stephen Struve. O- o- you always... Stephen Struve knocked him out. I'm talking about Overeem just his last fight. Oh, yeah. <laughs> he was rocked. Oh, yeah. He was rocked. Oh, my gosh. I'm so nervous for him. That's horrible to say. He's I the agree. heavyweight champ of the world. I think there should be another category for... Like, I think there should be a 125... And then a different weight class. A super there's, heavyweight? Yeah. There's, there's people too that fit much. that super heavyweight level. This is too much. This is too much difference. And both men are, they look like different weight classes. They really do. It's unreal. Francis does have to cut down to that, get to 265, yeah. where um, I feel like Stipe cuts weight more to feel better instead of 
cutting weight because he's at 240. So he doesn't, he could be fat if he wants. He could be a Roy Nelson, but he chooses to just probably get a, fa a, a weight where he feels his fastest, which is probably around that 240 mark. And we've seen it work for Kane really, really well. But there's a, there's a very interesting dynamics in this. As far as the 220 fight, or the 220 pay-per-view. And if it seems like we're rushing into all this, you need to listen to the last episode. You missed an episode, because we already broke down UFC 200, so we're just hopping around it a little bit right now, and we'll throw our lines out and cards at you and stuff, because you're like, why are you guys talking about the heavyweight fight? You always start at the beginning of the card. Right, 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 right. So this is not a breakdown. This <laughs> yeah. is definitely... This is a, a mishmash. Right, a little jambalaya. A little, yeah, a little Rubik's Cube. So... With the 220 talk, though, real quick, we already had a fight end up falling out with uh, Almighty versus Barzola, who is now Bursette has stepped in for, um, which we'll break that down in a bit. But also, Jamie Moyle versus... Who was her opponent? Moyle. Either way, it doesn't matter anymore because they're not fighting. So, we're down to 11 fights for the fight night. And hopefully no more stick, no more get out. You got to watch out for Brissette's weight. He's definitely a guy who's coming in on a week short notice. It's not going to play well for him. He does have a few fights. He's 22 and 7 at 33 years old. And he's only going to have a 3 inch height advantage. He has fought at this weight class before, but... He's just somebody for me that you're going to have to really watch weigh-ins to see what happens with him. Either way, with Bursette, I ended up watching a few of his fights. He's good all, all over. Well-rounded mixed martial Bessett. artist. Bessett. It was only a matter of time. The mangler. Before Bessett got in the UFC. Either way, because he ended up barely winning some of his fights. The submissions he had, he was actually rocked multiple times by fighters that are... Barzola's level or under Barzola he gets out grappled to an extent off of his back he is very dangerous but Barzola has been on the ground with way better people and not been able to get submitted and he tends to keep it back and striking uses his wrestling in reverse in order to pick people apart there his striking's got better as I was saying before with Barzola Brissette's isn't that bad he throws a lot more kicks than Barzola and that could be an angle for him to really cut down Barzola's action. The gas tank for Brissette, I also didn't like at all. So on two or three weeks notice, not even two or 10 days notice, it's not going to be there. This is, for me, he's going to be a one round fighter. I'm thinking I might end up playing Barzola on a few more, depending on how expensive he is on DK. Once we get into the DKs, all those lines, we'll figure it out. But that was just the other fight that definitely wanted to talk about because it was not on our last cast. Yep, I did look at it too, and I did not change my opinion at all. I still think Barzola decision. Agreed, agreed, I actually agreed. don't like this jump format, and I think, I understand it gets his name on a really big card, which maybe it was smart to do, but he's going up a big leap with, to me, an underrated fighter. This is a huge leap in skill level for him on a short notice. Agreed. I mean, I'm sure he was in a training camp. Um, he's a really skilled guy. Um, the thing to watch out for where maybe put Bassett on one is um, how different the fighting styles were between Bassett and whoever else Barzola was training against. <clears throat> right. Who oh, I don't even remember now. <laughs> 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 I have no idea. But 
to any other fights that you've kind of changed your mind over the week since <sighs> we're getting this this one in. Um, I feel like the evolution of some of the cards, some of those tweets that we get out there, I did end up... Or Go ahead. Sorry. Oh, I asked you the question. Uh, yeah, um, for me... I think one, I, I feel really strong, and I'm actually looking at the community of other fighters who look like, or other people in topology who look like they like, what is it, Iggy by decision? Or, or Iggy, yeah. Iggy? Yeah, yeah, versus um, Arse. Yeah, Arse, I was about to say, I think he's a sneaky underdog here, but I look at the lines, and he is actually the slight favorite. So. Interesting. Yeah. Interesting. I have Ige decision as well in there, so that's an underdog right off the bat. I actually was profiling that Qatar versus Burgos a bit more. I'm going to have to switch that from TKO round two Burgos to decision. I think that Qatar makes it a nasty grinding fight. Could potentially be in the split decision type of decision. I do give the advantage to Burgos, but I don't think it's it's further up in the night. I think it's on the pay-per-view. It is. Oh, yeah. I have Qatar decision right now, which is crazy. Really? Qatar really, looking back at his fights... He gives people trouble. The reason I like him so much, um, great chin. Yeah. And when a guy has a great chin, that's when that's into second round, third round. And with a guy like Burgos, to me, I don't think at all he has a fluffed record by any means. Right. This is going to be a great fight. I agree. I'm more excited for that as well. I'm sticking with Font as well. I feel like uh, Evil Twin was trying to change my mind on that one. He's the underdog still, and are this a near even fight? I love that. There's a minus one thirty favorite. I went for back and Alameda. forth on this as well. Yeah, I feel like I'm steadfast in my font pick. That one is definitely gonna be a fun, fun fight. That could be fun in the night as well. Heavy, as far as fight fans on Tapology, he's a heavy underdog. Right. So we're going against the crowd there, but it will pay off when we get the draft the other weird one everyone stay away from al hassan if i didn't uh, if i didn't express that enough before stay away from him i have him go around one but i also was thinking about it and hamasi knows to just grapple the first round away and then the fight's over like we said i think that's a stay away fight all day potentially the underdog there for hamasi but al hassan oh it's so scary it's it, so scary. That, I have knockout round one. I'm not going to change. That's a parlay buster. That's yes. the one fight that ruins your entire fight night where there's other fights that you can I definitely I think Komasi coming out of top team, I think you are so right. He is going to grind him out, tire him out, and get just not striking the power. Yep, 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 yep. It'll be a horrible, boring fight. Still haven't changed my KO, but... I agree. But that one. Be and careful, then everyone. the other one I'm going back and forth with right now is the Ortiz Pandoja. <laughs> what a great fight night. Exactly. If, if you're a fight, this is a fight fans fight. Agreed. Like if you're a fight nerd, hashtag fight nerd, uh, you uh, geek out on this You're card. as pumped as we are. That's why you're listening. I love stuff to go back and forth on. I've been back and forth and I almost, it's a naive pick to me looking at it with everything I know about fighting to have Volkanoa's Demir. It's a very naive pick that I have him to win. I know this, everyone. Right. I know. Um, but I still, I I keep thinking about it. I keep watching him. I think he has faster hands than John. And that wow. is, I think, faster hands than anyone that Daniel's gone against in a long time. Did you hear anything that Daniel Cormier was saying to the MMA Hour, Ariel Hawani, 
earlier in the week? No. So he was on the show saying, like, I've seen all this before. He's not bringing anything, the power that he has. And I think that you would agree with this 100%. The last person he knocked out was Jimmy Mandawa. Like... That dude has had a rough chin for a while. So has Shurkinazov, as we've seen as well. Not that Ozdemir doesn't have power, but Anthony Johnson was the scariest man on the planet for a little while. And Cormier bounced a punches and kicks off of his face and was like, okay, I'll take that. What he did say about Ozdemir, what Cormier said, which I really liked is he said, what that guy brings to the table is that he does not quit. I've heard multiple rumors that when he was training with Anthony Johnson, he would get the snot kicked out of him and never quit in the practice room. And he's like, those guys are hard to fight. So I don't expect to run over this guy, but he's going to be overwhelmed. And that's how the fight's going to go. I think that was a beautiful announcement by Daniel Cormier. I'm excited. I'm more excited than I'm I excited. thought about that fight. It really, the Embeddeds have been doing a great job. Sign up for UFC on YouTube. You'll get all the Embeddeds right there. There was tons of really good stuff on the Embeddeds as well. The little boy that you stuck out to me that was up there with Naganu, he's holding him like it he's a so fresh cute, kid. It was so cute, right? It was adorable. <laughs> that kid and was... there was something that existed. Do you remember the way you felt when you were younger? Or me personally, I don't know who your fighter was, but when I was young with Mike Tyson, like the heavyweight champion. I imagine in the same way that generations before me had Ali and all these other, yep. but it was like, he was the friggin' baddest guy on the whole planet. Exactly. Everyone knew it. And it's almost like maybe for the first time ever, MMA will have that in Nganu. And that's what is so intriguing to me to really, we know a fighter. We know the MMA fighters in the real street fight, yep. take every boxer hands down, like in a real street fight. Like, just with the amount of skill set. Right. But to really be the baddest man on the planet where everyone's like, look at this guy. Agreed. Agreed, agreed. I can't believe Stipe's not getting more shine. I love the name of this. This is the smartest one the UFC's done in a while. I I think they titled it Baddest Man on the Planet. Yeah. And, And I think even with Volkan Daniel, it's so cool. Agreed, agreed. That 205... It's the second baddest man on the planet. The only guy who can, should be able to beat him is the heavyweight, right? Is this the annex? Is this um, UFC 220 annex? <laughs> like, I don't know what that means. Me it neither, just sounds but like it a sounds alluring <laughs> and makes me want to watch it even more. But with um, the, other, the other embedded stuff that was going on, there's a young up-and-coming grappler. That evil twin stuck out to me. Ended up wrestling out of where we were out in Oregon national champion ended up i believe going to stanford can't remember the name off the top of his head but he's 2-0 at down a top team i feel like kobe covington had something to do with this but great wrestler can't find any fights right now need to go back to those embedded and see who that is but either way that's a young man that if you you're gonna see later on he was rolling around on the ground with Ozdemir. he's gonna be in the ufc within a year guarantee you put money on it once i get that wrestler's name i'll end up retweeting him all over like follow this on twitter and if you're following him might as well send lap b a little one of those follows because guess what you're welcome for th- this is, dude is gonna end up being lesbo in the bean <laughs> let's more in the bean I was in, you follow, yeah that's where you follow but it's this, not lat b but if you probably i'm trying to put it out enough but there is some other podcast with latb really as their thing it's like some bike club or something. 
All right, Bike Club, we going to have to throw down. <laughs> we going to have to do what we need to do. I got MMA in my corner. They might have cocaine and drugs, but whatever. I don't know if it's a motorcycle club. I think it's a bicycle club. <laughs> like a literally a bicycle yeah. club? Yeah. Awesome. <laughs> it doesn't seem like kids. You don't have to be nice to them. I don't know who it is. No, we don't want to start no beef. <laughs> we don't want to start no beef. <laughs> so, great stuff in the MMA world coming up as well. Bellator, are you excited about it? Have you heard anything about all this Bellator stuff going down? It's going to be Chael Sonnen versus um, Rampage Jackson. Those are two UFC veterans headlining the same day as Saturday. How do you feel about that fight? They're different size heavyweights. They are different because Chael's a 205er. And Mm -hmm. Rampage is cutting to make 170 for the first time in his career. I... Don't like it at all. It's a legendary match. I did they moved Lima versus Roy McDonald, the championship fight as well, to the second. And because this is the first tournament fight for those two, that's why they made it the main event. It doesn't make any sense. The belt always goes last. The belt always goes last. It has to have some allure. Exactly. This is what I'll say. Speaking of belts, it makes me furious that... Luke Rockhold, Yoel Romero are fighting for an interim belt. Why? I agree with Why? that. Why? I agree with that. They're, they're, they're just, just fighting. fighting. <laughs> yeah. <Why can laughs> like Luke Rockhold over a loss and then a win, and then fighting Yoel Romero, who's off a loss. You're fighting for nothing. You're fighting for nothing. The interim belt is just holding place for the championship, so I do agree Robert Whitaker should have gotten it. Tough tits. Tough tits, yep. UFC. You, your belts are losing allure. Because you give them no prestige. The more you make of anything, the less the original has value. So that's why they need to have baddest man in the planet belt. That also goes with this. So it's not a weight class. When they split this up and they add more weight classes to the UFC, that belt will still exist in trade hands. That has nothing to do with weight classes. It can be a little different. They can be catchweight shit. Speaking of baddest man on the planet, I'm so fucking pumped about other Khabib and Tony shit. I just can't even believe it. Have you heard it? it's fake news? I haven't. Please go on. I just have seen people posting around that it's not official yet. I had been hearing that it was actually more on the tracks. Like it was supposed to be done in Russia already. Like they already even had a venue. This is all conspiracy as well. This is all just Twitter shit. I heard it was bullshit. in Boston like... UFC 223, April something. Um, I've heard that date as well. Oh, wait. New York. New York? New York. UFC 223, Brooklyn. UFC Brooklyn. Hmm. I was looking at plane tickets. <laughs> <laughs> and speaking of plane tickets, I just am like throwing a bunch of stuff. The prices are dropping for UFC Orlando. Who did we just get? We got Kelleher versus Burrow. Did we already say that? I don't know if we talked about it. That got put on the Orlando card. That's a fun fight. Yeah. That's a really interesting matchup, by the way. I'm excited for that one. That's February 24th. That doesn't make up for Luke Rockholt versus Branch to me. That was the fight pulled from our card so they could put Luke Rockholt versus Yoel Romero on that weak-ass pay-per-view. That's still a pay-per-view? Yes. That's unbelievable. It's the worst. That's the worst. They're... Ooh. Interesting. How did you feel? There was also the numbers that just came out with the pay-per-views. Cyborg Harley Home was the third highest grossing pay-per-view of the year. It should be. 
people are, have always said women can't, but Holly Ronda was one of the highest pay-per-views ever. But Cyborg, now it's proof to Cyborg and it is proof to a lot of people that she does still command pay-per-view buys. She's still a champion. I think the UFC has a dangerous, stupid model with pay-per-views. I think it's an old-fashioned way of thinking. And I think that they're losing numbers. It looks like they're having a down year because of the amount of people watching pay-per-views. I know so many people that have watched every fight this year and have paid for one or two. It's not because they don't back the UFC. It's because people can't afford to spend 60 to $99 or whatever the crazy amounts are. Right. I am not talking about myself. I buy everyone. <laughs> <laughs> Me too. But I just think it's an old-fashioned model. I think they need to go with... They have their own network. It works for Netflix. It works for Hulu. They would get an immediate audience if they took themselves off TV and be like, okay, everything's in the app. Everything's in the app. If they want to partner with something so they leak out you know like still have a fox fight or still have a you know one network fight where they do it once in a while just to get more people over to the app cool i think they could draw people over and people might be like hmm one pay-per-view for 59 dollars or the app's 12.99 a month i can get the app for four months isn't that what wwe's doing where they threw a ton of pay-per-views on there like they could celebrate oh. and they could celebrate each fighter on there. They could do better backstories. They Tons. could have all inclusive network shit. They could get other stars over. They could have Snoop do whatever sit down show he wants to do with Snoop and Uriah, whatever bullshit they have going on. Right. They have enough money behind the UFC. They have this whole studio where they have these fighters going to fight. Why don't they have cameras following them around? Why aren't we seeing more of Naganu's training? I You know what I mean? Well, anyway. But but with that specifically Fighters don't want to give up their secrets. Well, like no they secrets. only show so much. I just much. mean him running in a pool or on a oh, treadmill. You just like, want to watch him. Or any of the fighters. Wouldn't it be cool if there was a camera in the gym, like in the one, just the cardio section, so oh, yeah. no one saw anything dirty? Yeah, Wouldn't yeah, you yeah. tune in if you were just bored at work and at the bottom it could be like UFC this weekend, blah blah blah. At the UFC gym, and where I think that could be any gym. And they could give a code on there too, where it was like give your friends codes for pay per view because they could still offer it if people just wanted to tune in for a pay per view. Still fifty nine ninety nine. And it's just right through the UFC app because mm-hmm. it's running cleaner now and everything like that. It still have those people come over. They don't need to get it through bullshit Comcast. I, I think they're losing money with that old style of thinking cable. Yep. So that's just my two cents on fucking that. <laughs> <laughs> I know. It was like so long-winded. But it's just, come on. It's like Sirius XM. It's the same. Oh, that's the... It's interesting, the models. And that's all Clear Channel. No, Clear Channel is iHeartRadio. iHeartRadio. Right, 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 right. Yeah. Right, right. It's just serious. It's not that it's great, it's in every car, cool, blah, blah, blah. We just don't need it anymore. I, I, I really wonder, I don't like a guy like Howard Stern on there, why he wouldn't just podcast. It's beyond my mind. It doesn't make any fucking because sense. someone's willing to pay him millions where he potentially might get a pay cut. Like a built-in. Like he's already set. Yeah, exactly. Like, well, he, they, of course he's not going to change his frame of mind. When he signed on, let's say they had like 200,000 subscribers. Now uh-huh. it's at like, I don't even want to say wrong numbers. Let's say 36 million. Mm-hmm. That's how difference of it. So I just, 36 million. I gotta. I just can't imagine a whole bunch of people are subscribing for like 80s on 8. Because you'll just listen to your radio. Or 
download a podcast or listen to YouTube or whatever. It's interesting just because in my field of work, I've recently got a vehicle with Sirius and I do appreciate some of those stations. I don't listen to Howard uh, just because it doesn't work out in my workday, but I really like some that disco channel studio 54 get on that shit i'm just saying i'm just saying no my wife get on that all shit the music stuff it too is dope and... as hell i was like what they had some serious but, but for the shit. amount of money that serious charges you i don't even know but it's like 30 dollars a month it, i think it might be like 20 i really think it might i think be to like get 20. the howard package it's like 26.99 oh, plus okay. tax blah blah uh, blah, blah okay okay because it's not the first package is one thing. To get Howard's not on the first package. And I don't care about music. I just listen to... Speaking of dated ways of modeling your company. Jeez, come on. It's ridiculous. It is. What else is, is going on? We got some DK lines up. Other What's than... going on? Let's look at some DK. Let me pull up my DraftKings. So we're going to have, again, an 11 bout... Night, we ended up having Morose versus Moyle. That's who the opponent was for Moyle. She fell out, but either way, there's a ton of fun. I feel like I got, I'm so underdog heavy that I can pick whoever I want all night long. I feel like I have a few staples in there that... I, Marina pe- Morose. People are seeing it away, are seeing it the other way, and it's just like, mo money, mo problems. Actually... I'm gonna take that. I just need more money. <laughs> I'm not having money. too many problems picking a card either. One thing looking right out at me is Razak Al Hassan nine thousand. Don't do no, that. No Don't way. Do that. Yep. Be so careful. Or put it on a like, One or cheap two. card. Yeah. Cheap card. Exactly. Don't be putting that on your max bet for the night. Francis at eight nine surprises me a little bit. I thought he potentially could be a little bit higher. Daniel Cormier being the most expensive fighter at nine thousand. 200 with Makalshev in the first fight of the night with Tebow being 9,100. Al-Hassan Naganu, Vellante at 8-8. I don't like that for Vellante as much either. Me either. That's way too expensive for Vellante, especially since I have Barcel- Barroso. Barroso on that fight. I, well, that's why I feel like most of the night I'm doing fine because I have Barroso in that fight as well. Ours shouldn't be over 8 Anything, and I think that this might have skewed those uh, typology plays and whatnot, because it's that that's a closer fight. That should be like an eight one eight one, not an eight six to a seven three or whatever. Ige ends up being Ige being my pick and your pick for the night. Ige seems like that there there's gonna be room there. That's why again having a fun night. Pantoja eight five is iffy. I liked or- that number against Ortiz. Ortiz a grinding a hard fight, but I could see also Pantoja getting the finish as well, just because of Ortiz's later performances, unfortunately, which I've really liked Ortiz for a while. Well, Pantoja's a beast. 8-5 is, is right around there, and he's on a lot of my cards. Burgos being 8-4, I don't think that that's right. I think that's an 8-1-8-1. <laughs> But that either should be way, a closer fight. Yeah, that should be a way, way, way closer fight than 8-4, even though that's not the biggest biggest spread of the night but then we have alameda at 8200 the next guy i like fawn in that so obviously you can you're guessing where i'm going there moving fonda over there so then we ended up having uh kyle bochniak at 8-1 versus davis at 8-1 we have bochniak on that but i'm staying away from that fight completely it just seems it's got decision, boring decision written all over it with not a lot of points. They're both going to get like 
20 to 30 points on that fight. Then I can we end- pick whoever I want. Exactly, right? Then we have Qatar at 7-8. I'm staying away from Qatar, even though I think he's got a... He could be the wager gauger just because, for his value, he can score a decision type of a win. Maybe maybe I'm getting a little bit forward, but I know that you have Qatar, so I could see you playing him potentially a little yes. bit more. I'm going to stay away from Qatar regardless. Same with Ortiz at 7-7. Seven, seven. I'm going to stay away from him. Pantoja's just But I won't scarier. put all my underdogs on one card. Always. Yeah, that's a good call. I won't do it's that. And I have to say something else. And it could blow my entire... Francis and Ozdemir came up together. Not right. together like they trained together or anything, but in my memory of like my early hype trains even down to with Kamaru Usman and I know that's all because everyone's like oh he only gave 30 percent his health was a little effed up he English isn't his first language he was fighting at 30 percent he wasn't saying I'm only giving 30 percent of my skill the other thing with that with all the other people that jumped on the Kamaru Usman hype train I want to remind them he's not a knockout artist you numbskulls Yep. You numbskulls. All the people that are like, he's going to go out and do all this bad. And um, I listened to a couple of podcasts that they said he lost the most. He had the most to lose Steve. on that fight. Oh, really? Yeah. Because they're Dummies. like that performance he put in. And I'm like, oh, you mean the 30-27 performance he put in? Right. That could have been 30-26. Yeah. Like, are you kidding me? And there, he didn't. So he went in against a bigger guy who's known for his hands and just grinded him out and won 30-27. And he lost his hype and his hype train. Fine. Get off that hype train. Agreed. Put money on the other guy. Because that's going to even out the line for me so for another Ozdemir, easy win. I see that same thing. I thought he was the same. He was like my vanilla Naganu coming up through a different division. <laughs> I've been, I haven't ever get bet against the guy. You can attest. Yeah, I and agree. It's I like agree. I keep and it's, pulling through. Working. He makes money for yep. me. And the fact that he is the cheapest guy on the whole card, I can put whoever I want on it. I cannot back that. I just say it is. I know because you, <laughs> yeah. this is this is why my common sense says, "Are you kidding? You just saw the way Khabib just beat somebody. That's what Daniel Cormier is gonna do. That's what he does. He's yep. gonna um, haul ass at him, pick yep. him up, take him down, grind him out, elbows, elbows, ugly, ugly. He might even finish it. Like Dan, it is a five rounder. A it's a five yeah. rounder. Daniel Cormier, great cardio. Yep, exactly. Um, the only thing this is the if the asterisks daniel cormier the guy who used to had never been knocked out good point good point i like where your mind's at with that i'm gonna have to stick with my boy big dc <laughs> i know <laughs> but with dustin ortiz being seven seven again i feel like staying away from just that? trying to push the line yeah <laughs> <laughs> dan ege at seven six Staying away from that, even well, he's an underdog. We have, but I first fight of the night. I feel like we said stay away from that one against Ars. Bassett at seven five. No way, I'm picking that guy anywhere. Barroso at seven four. We both have him against Volante, even in a potential finish, just because of that seven, shitty four. chin. At seven four, I feel like putting Barroso on most things. He's gonna finish the fight. That's the worst part. I feel like. I can see Volante just down like a huge, enormous tree. Like, not even a tree. Because I just see his knees buckling underneath yep. him. I, and that's, he could be winning the fight, and it's happened multiple times with Volante in the third round. I and can't he just believe he's the favorite he's on this. So, 
Barroso all day on most things. Stipe I could mix in there just because these are five round championship bouts and Stipe has that type of cardio even Seven, though. Seven three for the champ. It's I you know, it feels dirty. I feel dirty looking at Here's that. Here's what I'm gonna do. And I think it's a good and I've done it before and it's it doesn't ever get me first place on a card, but it always gets me money. Cash. Um my wrestler card where I only put my wrestlers. And normally you couldn't do this with the guys at the top being Makashev and DC. But if you put Miocic on there, even though he's no, he's a boxer knockout artist, we can go old school and say he's also a wrestler. So if we put Miocic on it, you can make a wrestler card and also put DC, put Makashev, which are all our safe bets, and then fill it with other guys in the night that you think. You can kind of afford any of the guys. Totally if you put Stipe on your card, you can afford any of the Anybody guys. Anybody you want. And his average points is 95.1 points. Average DK line scores. That's unbelievable for 7-3. The value, the wage you gauge you, probably Stipe Miocic. Unfortunately, I'm going to mix him in on a few bouts, but I do have Nagano winning that fight. I have Nagano knocking him out but in the first round. Miocic can come through. Come, come through. I don't think he can. Ugh. <laughs> so it makes me feel sad to say it because I love Stipe. Right. He is the two twenty five pound champion or whatever weight he is. But I, Naganu is gonna save the world. <laughs> <laughs> Francis Naganu is gonna save the world from alien invasion. So, on to the last few fighters. Hamasi being seven two. I could see him playing because, oh, nope, stay away from Hamasi. Gleason Tebow at 7-1, also stay away from that. Gentlemen, Oldsdemir at 7,000, I hear what you're saying. I hear what you're saying, and I could sporadically put him yeah, out there stay with away from Hamasi as well. Yeah, Hamasi complete, I, no way. But T, And Tebow, I don't see it. There's so many other players and plays that we can put in there that with the money we're type of playing with, I feel like we got a lot more unders on DK lines, which... Okay, let everybody else pick the favorites. Let everyone else spend their budget the way they want to. Let me cash you out. Almost oh my every gosh. time. Oh gosh, do we have a Leslie Smith underdog pick? And is it Mr. Font? I believe it is. Rob is he the Font? underdog right? He's heavy underdog right now. I don't know if it's heavy. I think it's well, near even. No. And Alameda was a minus 135. So he's like minus 115. So it's like a plus money on both guys because it is a closer fight. Your wager gauger. Yeah, so I think our Leslie Smith underdog pick is Robert Pomp. Robert Pomp. Put him on a couple parlays. Make a little cash on the side. And I think the wager gauger is Barroso? <sighs> I don't know. Points for the money. Because he does not lay out a lot of points. But we say points in, we're saying it's money. a finish. Points for the money. Good night. If... Ozdemir turns it out, but you don't think he will. <clears throat> or Miocic. So I think it by default. Oh. Not Volante. Naganu. Naganu, Naganu. Makashev. See, Makashev, we both think he's going to win, but for 9-1, the way his fighting style is not point conducive. Yeah, but I think Gleason Tebow, regardless, is only going to score 20 points, 15 points in the fight. He, he's not a, he doesn't throw a lot of volume, never has. Mm. Your wager, Gager. I think it's Barroso. Barroso or I, age, age, what's his name? Iggy? Iggy. Yeah, but we don't know how many points he lays. 
but his fighting style is usually I think, and it's not and the Ouija gauge it's do it I think it's Barose I think it's the gross Barose himself it's gonna be a disgusting one and it's he's not gonna get you tons and tons of points he's gonna get you that 41.6 he usually gets it's just that 7-4 is a steal for a victory because we know he's gonna get the 25 points for the victory regardless of how it happens. If he gets a finish in there, throw in an extra, what, 25 points? Alameda's a quitter. Seen it. We've seen it a few times. He's a quitter. And Rob Font hits you with that. Ooh, and to me, Alameda's got a nose. He got big old snaws on him. And it's been wearing down a little bit, but the... The Rob more Font is a guy that makes you nervous as hell. The thing I would say about Rob Font that sticks out to me, soft body. Yeah, yeah, I think we were saying that. I think we were saying that. (laughs) (laughs) Now looking at their pictures on here, I hate the Tapology pictures. I really wish they'd update them with ones that are more reasonable. (laughs) The guys look like characters of themselves in them. But look at, I'm looking at DC and it's all, or uh, DraftKings and it's all Ghostmen. Exactly, exactly, exactly. Yeah, I don't know if there's anything else going on in the world of fights. Anything else left um, to say? There's a few. I feel like there's a few things, but we can always catch up to them later. Did we talk about Mac finally getting stripped somewhat? Naked? Well, not naked, but... I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> but, right. We did talk about the Khabib, but we well, didn't... We talked about Khabib Ferguson. But we, we, didn't, we say didn't say it was for the belt. For the belt. And it's for the belt, is it not? Because he's officially been stripped. Yeah. Did we get into that at all? How do you feel about that? I know you, you're... About time? Right? He don't need that belt. He don't need that thing. And then, um, what do you feel if you're Connor? The whole thing <laughs> that I heard Chael say, which I thought was really funny, is it's about the money, idiots. It's not about the belts. And all the fighters know it, but the other no one else <laughs> doesn't seem to get it. So if it is just about the money, if you're Connor's management, do you ever make him even do UFC again or are you just like take a Pacquiao fight fight Floyd again fight Polly, done and done 400 million in the bank we're done with this why do the UFC I think that that's financially makes a lot of sense and do you think Connor in your head right now and even as a betting man do you think Connor beats either of those guys nope Nope. That's why that's why it's so, it's rightfully so that it's the belt. It's the true belt at 155. Max Holloway get up. Max Holloway hasn't said, I'm gonna go to 155 to challenge. He'd challenge Connor again because he's fought him, but he either of those guys, I'm sure he would. Max is that type of fighter. He'll he fight is. anyone. So that'd be fun. Yeah. But I don't um I don't the smartest thing for Mac to do is sit back and watch these two guys and find more holes in their game. It's better to let them take out each other. I agree 100%. That's actually a brilliant move if, yeah, yeah. you just take a step back and you're like, ooh. Because you don't want to fight both those guys. Agreed. But because you were stripped, does he get an automatic re-title bout as soon as he enters? Because he never officially lost it. If he walked back into the UFC, he could fight Daniel Cormier right now if he wanted. If he told Dana to that night, <laughs> I want to fight DC, they would take Ozdemir off the card. <laughs> on it. I think he is whatever he wants to do. Interesting. 
So, yeah, it'd be a direct... Because Dominic Cruz, who was stripped, had to fight Mizugaki before he got the title. Do you think this is interesting, too? Um, Rafael Dos Anjos maybe fights Woodley. Let's say he wins. Let's uh-huh. say he beats Woodley. Uh, Connor wasn't scared to take that fight at 155. Right. Do you think he becomes the champ, champ, champ? And tries to fight. I don't think Rafaela. he can beat those. I don't think he can beat seven years. I think his he probably walks around at one seventy five. Rafael threw more punches on Robbie Lawler than anyone ever and didn't knock him out. Good point. Good point. Robbie Lawler has a legendary chin as well. I think with the amount though of volume that he put, what he what Dosanio showed in that is like I can throw this many punches on anyone, and it doesn't matter if it not doesn't it's. By a thousand cuts, if you can't throw any offense, like it was a it was a masterful showing. It Woodley was a really great out. fight. Woodley knocked out Lawler. That's true. I think Woodley though has tons of one punch power. Yeah, always had. And Lawler thought his chin could take it, and he couldn't. I don't necessarily think Dos Anjos is going to go in there and try to brawl in that same. St- it's an interesting fight. I'm excited for that. But T Wood has not taken the hardest fights ever as well. Even though he's a beast of a record, Robbie Lawler once. I think even Thompson twice. Thompson is the weirdest. Yeah, style. that's a weird stuff. Yeah, that's a good point. It's a good point. Damian Maya, when he, it was Damian Maya at his best, right? You know, not like the Colby Covington Damian Maya. Mm-hmm. I I feel like T Woods is the most underrated fighter in there right now. He gets no respect. But here's the other thing that I will say: a little red flag. This is my little tidbit. Whatever his next fight is, this is the longest period of time he's taken off in between fights ever, and he's older. And that weight cut's going to be a bitch. Yeah, that's my prediction for his next call. fight to come. Because he has layoff for his injury, chillaxing, doesn't have a fight booked. Good call. I totally think that that's viable, and next time it comes around, we need to remember to bring up that little, like, ooh. It's it's that time. T-Wood is, he's got some monsters chomping at the bit, and that division. You got Sean Strickland, you got Usman, you got Kobe. It's such a good division. Such a, all of a sudden, a mix-up in that division has really changed before our eyes immediately. So what is this? What's this episode going to be called? The beans and carrots, or the the the, the, the carrots and beets, yeah, the mixture, <laughs> the, the franks and beans. <laughs> <laughs> so the franks and beans episode, give you a little extra. You got the t- extra twenty percent more. Why? I want to yell it awfully. It. It's so horrible. <laughs> do it, do it. Franks and beans. <laughs> <laughs> That's not what you meant. <laughs> All right. Let me.